everyone. It's your boy, the Sweet Cakes. Welcome to Take 66 of the Sweet Film Talk. We've got some good reviews today. We're going to expound on a movie that we talked about last pod that we feel deserves a lot more time here. We are going to review Little Women. And then we're going to talk about a movie that came out this week, 1917. And following those two reviews, it's reward season. Everyone knows that we're coming up on Oscars. Last week were the Golden Globes. But what everyone knows is that now the Sweet Film Talk, we've got our own award show to talk about. We got the Sweeties. We've got tons of them, not torn, tons. We've got like five categories we're going to hand out because, I don't know, you, you don't really want to hand out too much. Anyways, we're gonna pat we're gonna end it all off with the sweeties. But first, who we got on the other line? Who we got here? Alright, 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 alright. <laughs> uh, that was you know, I, I gotta say, you do good impressions. Thank you. That maybe wasn't your best one, but it was still wasn't bad. You know, if I can and if I can impersonate anybody, it's Matt it's my boy Matthew McConaughey. I love Matthew McConaughey. And Joe Swanson. Oh, stop. You're undefeated in the Joe Swanson impersonation. Ready? You ready? Here it comes. Hey, Peter. <laughs> I did there just throwing a little Peter wow. Griffin laugh. You know, that. I am great. The wound of the Saints feeling a lot better because the Ravens laid an egg. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. And, LS- I saw- and LSU football plays tomorrow, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping... That they win, that they can heal all wounds, because they've had a really fun season. And like you said, it is award season. So LSU deserves their award. And Oscar nominations are actually going to be releasing tomorrow. Well, we're recording this today yes. on January 12th. So January 13th is when they'll... Uh, really early, too. Yeah. They're like 6.30 a.m. Utah time. Oh, perfect. Is when they announce them. So who, who, do, you, yeah, who so, do you think is your sleeper? Right off... I just want to know, who is your sleeper who's going to win the award for anything? Supporting, best, leading, best picture. I hit, hit me with your a- surprise. I think Aquafina is going to take best best actress. I think she takes best lead actress. Okay, from The Farewell? Yeah, from The Farewell. It's just, it's all kind of leading there. And I'm going to throw this out. I think Parasite has a very good chance of winning Best Picture. Okay. I, I I just see the writing on the wall, and I feel that a foreign film, for the first time ever, ever, a foreign film has never won Best Picture. I think Parasite can sneak in and take it. I would I feel love very good to it. see that. I would love to see that, because I think it deserves it. It was an awesome film, so I'm for that. I can also see 1917 winning Best Picture, which we will definitely talk more about. I mean, what else What else would there be yeah, what, nominated? I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, Marriage Story? Yeah, Once The Irishman? Marriage Story. I don't, yeah, I don't think these Netflix films... Have, has, has there ever been a Netflix film that's won an award, like an Academy Award? Yeah, yeah, uh, Roma did. Oh, did they win? Roma did really well at the awards. Okay. Yeah. They didn't win Best Picture, yeah, though. It, Green Book won no, it. No, well, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I don't... And that's the thing that I think hurts Marriage Story and The Irishman for Best... Although, I will say, I think The Irishman has a very good chance at sneaking in and taking Best Picture as well. Yeah. I like that. And I think... 
Adam Sandler's gonna get a gonna get a nomination for best actor. As I don't think he wins, but he hasn't been nominated, and there's always one or two nominate nominees that weren't previously nominated for Golden Globes, SAGs, BAFTAs that sneak in for the Oscars, and I think he's one to keep your eye yeah, on, as he should. And I would love love to see, of course, William Dafoe or Brad Pitt win. Best Supporting Actor. Oh, Brad Pitt will win. Yeah. Can I, and, can I and just say Like this? I said, real quick, real quick. I didn't like Lighthouse. Okay. It's not my taste. It's not. It's like something you eat for the first time and you're like, yeah, I'm never going to eat that again, but I'm glad I tried it. <laughs> you know? It's like that weird cruise it's, food, you it's know, like where octopus. they have the... I mean, ironic, <laughs> because Lighthouse oh kind of involves that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I, w- I think William Dafoe was the best part of the Lighthouse and he was great in it. So if he gets a Oscar nom, I'm for it. But I would best supporting. I could see yeah, it. I would love Brad Pitt to win, of course. I mean, Cliff Booth. He's the coolest character ever. We'll talk more about that. Yes, you know and what are you gonna say? Oh gosh, um, I'm not gonna lie. I do not remember what I was gonna say. Must have must have not been important. <laughs> It, it, I feel like it actually was, but oh, now I'm like... <laughs> was it about I, a movie? I, <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, so you, your sleeper picks, big... Who's the who's the upset? Who do you think takes the upset this year? Oh, geez. <sighs> Jojo Rabbit, best picture. <laughs> you know what? It's so... Oh, okay. No, I remember okay. what I was going to say. Marriage Story got was getting a lot of buzz getting a lot of Oscar buzz, but I feel like that has died down so much. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is, but it seems very quiet. Yeah, no, I think I think so, Adam Dr- Driver and probably Scarlett Johansson will get nominations. They should, because they, should, they did great in those, in those, but, I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. I don't know if I have a sleeper. I mean, imagine if Adam Sandler, like you said, comes home with the hardware over Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix has got to be a lock. I mean, that was the best performance I've seen. Yeah. Not that Joker was my favorite movie, but that was hands down, I think, the best performance. I mean, geez, Louise. He was he if, was insane. Okay. I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but we'll even talk about it today. I don't Joker is a good movie. There's nothing horrible about Joker, but let's not act like it's the best movie that came out this year. That's just my, I mean, that's just my opinion, but let, let's let's calm down a little bit with it winning Best Picture. It's not going to happen. No, I and I don't think it should. I think it's a good movie. It's a good standalone movie, but I agree. People that have Joker as their number one movie, and you mentioned this, I don't think they really saw another a lot of other movies. I mean, I think if that's your favorite movie of the year, that's, that's you. Movies are very polarizing. Opinions, hot takes are all welcome. But personally, I think Ford versus Ferrari was better. Parasite, Jojo Ooh. Rabbit, and obviously Once Upon I, a Time in Hollywood. I know you don't like Ford versus Ferrari, which I don't understand, and you loved Little Women, but you know, you do you, I, geeks. <laughs> there you go. The, the cat's out of the bag. I you. loved Little Women so much. But you know what? It is Oscar season. We're going to cap it off there, and we're going to actually give you our picks next week. I don't know if any of you guys are gambling men or women, but we might even throw some picks in there. If you're going to throw, you know, if you're going to throw some pennies down, I don't know how gambling works. We'll give you some picks that if you're looking to, oh, yeah. to, to add a little spice to the life, we'll give you some picks. And I think this week, the biggest moment of the pod happened. Dude, we, I'm so happy. 
finally got two years later, <laughs> two full reshoots later, we've got a brand new trailer for New Mutants. Oh now, we've kind of dimmed gosh. down our talk on trailers because it's like, I don't know. We're trying not to watch as many trailers. We'll tell you guys if cool trailers are coming out and you can go watch them. But this one deserves its own coverage. New Mutants trailer. What did you What did you think of it? Dude? I thought it was actually okay. It, I did too. I thought it was pretty cool because it just it really laid the groundwork of like okay, these mutants are basically trapped in this hospital, and it seems like there's other issues that are occurring in the hospital or mental inst- institution. And Arya Stark looks about as old as she was in season three of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, and like, even as of last year, she was in an interview for around season eight of Game of Thrones. And she said, yeah, I don't even know what's going on with that movie. That's just so uh, funny. No idea. No, it's, uh, and you've got... Uh, the cast is yeah. fine, though. I think it's a good little cast. Great young actors and actresses in this. Anya Taylor-Joy is in it. The dude who plays Jonathan... Um, buyers in stranger things is yeah, it antonio so, banderas I, I, is it st- no he's not are you serious apparently i'm looking at it right now who doesn't love some antonio <laughs> zorro at banderas that is not is that what he says is that who he's playing in the movie no Zor- was, no you know oh, zorro i get it <laughs> you know the- i was a little late to that one sheesh um <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be a good, I think it's going to be a fun watch. It comes out April 3rd, 2020. I thought it was coming out April 20th, 2020, but uh, yeah, if for any of you who hoped it would come out then, you can still celebrate it a little early when you go see New Mutants. Gosh, I used to love... It might benefit your experience. Yeah, I used to, speed of Zorro, I used to love Zorro. That was like my film growing up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, speaking of April 20th, oh. I was going to say, oh, yeah, okay, let's let's go with that. Oh, yeah, new, new Mutants. New change and t- Cannot wait. That, we're there. We I are there. I love Zorro. Love New Mutants. That might have to be our sweet film meetup. <laughs> new Mutants. I'm going to surprise everyone. I'm going to buy a $400 plane ticket to go see New Mutants <laughs> with you guys. I love you guys a lot. I think it's worth it. I, really I don't do. know if I love you guys that much. Gosh, that's so funny. Uh, okay, well, I am ready to talk some more about Little Women because we totally glossed over this last take, talking about our essentials, essentials of the decade. And I think Little Women was one of the biggest surprises. Which I don't know why we, I don't know why we thought it was going to be such a big surprise. The cast behind it is stacked. Yeah, I mean, it was directed by Greta Gerwig, who directed. On from my list, one of the most essential movies of the 2020s or the 2010s in Lady Bird. It stars Florence Pugh, who is in Midsommar, who was great in Midsommar. Dude, I love, uh, I love Florence Pugh. Like she top, was top three celebrity. Oh yeah, she's stunning. Oh, she's so cute. She is. Yeah, I followed. I, I followed on Instagram just the other day. You kidding me? Florence Pugh, come onto the pod. I'm single. Please, Florence. We. Lo- <laughs> I'll be there at swipe right. Please, I'll be there at Sundance if you're there. I'll take you to Coldstone. <laughs> Honestly, I'm married, but like we could be really cool friends. Sure, we could. Like you can. We've got a futon here at my place. Like we've offered to many people, Even- and you can come sleep on the futon. Do a little press tour here out in Rogers, Arkansas. We've got a nice Walmart, the first ever Walmart. Is out here, so you can come say hi to that. Even the Mike Conley tweet, I still, I still <laughs> go back to that. Mike. He still hasn't hit me up about it, but I'm sure he will soon, sometime. That Mike Conley and, futon tweet got me. 
<laughs> and and, and um, oh, in addition to Florence Pugh, we even had Saoirse Ronan as Joe. Now you have a sweet movie more about do. that. Why don't you hit us with let that? Let me let me let me just chime in real quick. So Saoirse Ronan, after she found out the ap- the adaptation was in the works, she reached out to Greta Gerwig and told her she decided she was going to play Joe March. Just right out of the gate, she's like, "Yeah, I'm playing Joe March." And then Gerwig was initially hesitant to cast Ronan after having just worked with her on Lady Bird. But after realizing that more or less casting herself was a very Joe thing to do, Gerwig sent Ronan on an email on this that said, yes, you're Joe. So, I, I, you know, it's interesting to, to hear that because I wonder how many actors, when they find out a director is working on something, if they reach out and they're like, hey, I want to like do this. Like, I want to be a part of this uh, production, this film. So... I bet a lot of actors do that because they like working with certain directors, producers. So I'm sure this happens a lot. And I'm glad Saoirse oh, yeah. Ronan was Joe March. I thought she did great. And I will say this. Killed it. My favorite aspect of this whole film, besides when Bob Odenkirk came in and said Better Call Saul. <laughs> I, okay, I was going to talk about that later on, but... <laughs> When he came on, I shook Becky. I'm like, it's better call Saul. I totally forgot. It's Saul Goodman. I saw the cast. I totally forgot he was in this film. Like, I knew he was in this film, but I didn't know who he was. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, yeah, like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole movie was the relationship between Beth and Lori's dad. Lori's Oh. With the piano. With the piano. Yeah. I, lo- I thought that oh. was really sweet and endearing. Oh, and he just, the one scene where he comes down the stairs and is listening to her play yeah. without her noticing. Oh that was my a gosh. Okay. Tender scene. Okay. Before. So that was my. Oh, we're going to give a little plot synopsis. Yeah, go for it. But that was my favorite part of the whole well, film. And gosh, there were so many. I loved when, um, when, why can't I think of it? It's not, who does Florence Pugh play? What's the, what's her character's Amy? name again? Amy. Okay. So when Amy has like, she's, so Amy's an artist each of the little women have their own talents and Amy's is, is art. And she drew a picture of like their professor, like their teacher yelling at everyone. And Lori and his dad find, oh, Lori and his tutor find her crying outside because she got kicked out of class. And I thought it was so sweet and so funny. I loved that scene. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a good scene. That's how this, their relationship started between, um geez the marches and the what's what's their last lawrence's so yeah that's right that's right uh um yeah but little women talks about is a story about the three march sis the four march sisters and their mom mary march and it takes place right around the end of the civil war and it's a story about women it's a story about the expectations of them during that time and how these women rose above those expectations or how they had to conform themselves around those expectations and it's based and adapted off of the book little women by louisa may alcott which like i said last pod i the 1994 movie version of little women i used to call widow women when i was a cute little guy back however long ago but anyways that's the movie um first off thoughts overall uh, what do you? What did you think? Give us the feel. Your feel going in, coming out. I thought what, it was. I thought it? it was lighthearted. It was a movie you can watch with your family. Uh, performances were great. I thought Emma Watson was casted really well because I thought she was the most boring sister. <laughs> uh, 
Not that her accent. Let's let's not. Not that I, not that <laughs> I call I spade a spade. It was so bad. Yeah, not that I dislike Emma Watson. I think she's fine. However, I thought she was. I thought Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh were were great in their roles. And then Timothy Chalamet, dude, this guy. Who's this? Who's his agent? He is picking such good roles and he's gonna be like the main character in dune for denis Villeneuve's. uh that's still crazy this guy me. this guy is just picking great great movies he was in the king which was so so but he's just he's young and he's doing all Michael these Fassbender, roles i mean he's three years beg you. he's three years younger than us he's killing it really He's early 20. Oh, yeah, actually, I thought he was like in his teens. He looks so know, young, but he, with his baby face and his new little mustache. He, he, he kind of reminds me of Leo DiCaprio with all these roles that he's playing, and they're all like good. Oh, hits. that's a good comparison. You know? So he's, he's killing it. But I'm going to give Little Women an A. Definitely sweet. I think it's a great message about family, about, um, you know, getting to know your neighbors, getting close with them and romance and things like that and taking chances on you know your your dreams so i loved it it was a big surprise i did not expect to like it so much and yeah it was good good time what about you keeks i so i think straight off the bat what i enjoyed about this was it was very it's a feminist movie but not in the sense that normally people think of doesn't so empowering Exactly. Like we've talked about it so much is as an audience, we don't want to feel like we're being pandered to or being preached at. We want all of these subtle we want all of these message in messages in a nice subtle presentation. And that's how I felt this movie was. I mean, Joe has so many monologues talking about women and she talks about, you know, I wanna be loved and I wanna be able to do my own thing, but I feel so lonely. And oh that that scene, you know what scene I'm talking about, just hit me so hard. It's just like a person in general is there's so many things we want to do and we want to be so successful. But, you know, sometimes there are trade-offs. You know, she, she wanted to become a writer in New York, so she moved to New York, but she leaves her family behind and has to sacrifice that. And going back to see her family and seeing how that's able to inspire her and also seeing Amy, who does the same thing, goes to France to, to paint with their aunt, and she has to sacrifice so many things. And Lori... Timothy Chalamet's character acts as the audience where you get to follow him around through this movie that what I really loved about it is it doesn't it it doesn't feel the need to take your hand and walk you through the movie and like explain things it just jumps back and forth through time doesn't tell you that it's doing it but you can tell because Greta Gerwig does a great job of continuity um with continuity their hair is shorter as the time goes on or it's longer in the past and so I think this movie's actually amazing. I think it's an A+. The acting is outstanding. I feel that it just... The production design is uh, this phenomenal. The, the cinematography was great, too. Filmed all in Massachusetts, where the book was written originally. And it's an A+. It is super sweet. Super sweet. I loved it so much. Everyone go see it. If you're hesitant on seeing it, please do not feel hesitant. Please go see this. Man, I love that you love this so much. And like I said, I'm just shocked that you love this more than Ford versus Ferrari. I just this is better than Joker. <laughs> this is better than Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, your taste, I love it. Kills me, you know. And yeah, Little Woman is a is a very good surprising film. Heart heart very heartfelt. 
uh, tender. So can't, we, we've already said it. But it's not better than Hobbs and Shaw. No, it's not. Are you kidding? <laughs> Almost. But <laughs> line those two up and I'm picking Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> you know, seven seven days out of the week, baby. Okay. I love that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. And also, I don't feel like there's any need to talk. There, there's nothing really to spoil. I mean, there's been a hundred iterations of this book yeah. and this movie out. And it, it's it's a great movie. Go see it. Go see it for yourself. Yep. So very, very good film. Now, the next film we're going to talk about is one that you and I have both been looking forward to and a lot of anticipation with it. And we finally saw it and it was finally released. A lot of people saw this early, yeah. like in early December, but it went worldwide. Uh, it was only playing weekend. in like seven theaters. Yeah. So um, that is 1917. And first, we want to read some reviews from you sweets. So I've got a surprise one, actually, Perfect. Too. So you read the ones that you have, and then I'll read my surprise so, one. So I'll start with Alicia. Uh, I love her takes, by the way. Alicia, don't know you. You know her, right, Keeks? Yes. Yeah, she's she's great. She, she's I a mean, film no. fan. We, we're worldwide. I Thank you for sending it in. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, this is what she said. Uh, she said, loved it. The only thing I didn't like was that the trailers kind of teased every single action scene. It felt like I knew what was going to happen at the most intense moments because of that. But super solid one or my favorites I've seen in a while. I love that in its real time. Made me feel like I was there following them. And then she continues on. I replied and I said, uh, I definitely agree. I thought that the last 20 minutes were amazing. Uh, same Private Ryan and Hacksaw Ridge are still my favorite war films. However, I'm going to add Platoon in there. I saw that yesterday. Wow. Oh, that's right. Wow. So everybody go see Platoon. We'll we'll talk more about Platoon when we get to that, when Keeks had watched that. But Platoon was A+. plus. My gosh. Uh, and she had this to say, uh, to end up, to end here. She said, I love Sight of Saving Private Ryan, but this one didn't seem to have the nice, neat little ribbon at the end. That one did. Um, so, yeah. I don't. She kind of goes into spoilers, so I don't want to say anything else. Anyways, Keeks, you got it. Hit us with the next review. Awesome. I'm also going to go with one more from Prince underscore McKay. Um, wrote 10 out of 10 sweet. Two thumbs up. My goodness. Three, four different grading scales. Sheesh. Um, and he wrote, on reflection of the movie, it, 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 before this, he prefaces with, I tried to watch the movie as if you two were there with me. We're always there with you. Do not worry. We're always there. As if you two were there with me, and I think I'm going to hang. I think I'm getting the hang of being a film critic like you two. Isn't that so sweet? That's so That's sweet. sweet. Thanks, guys. He says 1917 has to be one of the best World War One movies. I think it probably is that of like the five that exist. Yeah, I agree. this film was really unique because they used the really long sequences about five to ten minute long scenes, and they really took advantage of that. They masterfully captured every scene from every angle. The film had an amazing suspenseful story, and all the acts flowed, and there wasn't a part that dragged. I will agree. Yeah, I, I, I think that's totally true. And he even sends us our sweet movie morsel for this movie and says over 5,200 feet of trenches were dug for the film. Wow. Which is, that, I mean, that's, that's dedication. Yeah. The, the production design of this movie is off the charts. It, it, it is, and you can just see that because I thought the runtime was perfect, 
And this movie's kind of grown on me. Initially, I left theater. I was like, hmm, that was a different movie. And I can agree with what people have said about the trailers, that a lot of the trailers do give away the action sequences. But this is a movie that isn't just heavily relied on action or a ton of character development. It's more of you're watching the journey of these two soldiers deliver this important message to stop a massacre. And I thought their acting was great in this. Adam McKay and my boy Tommen from Game of Thrones. Adam McKay? That's the name of the actor? I believe. Let me let me look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, George, he could share the name McKay, of the... Adiste. Okay. Adam, where like, is oh, Adam McKay taking McKay, a, a deep... He's looking real young these days. <laughs> That's the director, hello, Ackerman. <laughs> D. Charles Chapman and George McKay, I thought they had great chemistry. And one thing I really liked about 1917 were the details. Not much of a spoiler here. We'll probably get a little into spoilers. However, mm-hmm. one detail I really liked was when... Uh, the the soldier fires the flare to let him know like hey it's clear and then a little t- like about 10 to s- or so seconds goes by and the camera views in front of him and you just see the flare going behind him i thought yes. that was really i thought that was a really cool shot and then uh the eyes of the soldier when a bunch of dust and debris get on him are just shot red and so just little details in this film. And puffy, too. They're, yeah, like, inflamed. Exactly. I thought, I thought the details in this film were phenomenal. The one shot was interesting because, you know, normally you have a lot of edits and pans out, pans ins, and um, zooming in on the character's face and then panning out. But I thought the one shot was interesting because you felt like you were with them the whole time throughout this film. I'm going to give this movie an A. It's grown on me. Initially, when I left theaters, like, B plus, A minus. Definitely a sweet grading. Uh, not a lot of gore or violence. However, I love just the intensity and not a lot of dialogue either. But the anxiety on one of the soldiers is you can just see his stress and anxiety because he really wants to deliver this message. And the last 20 minutes of the movie, um, absolutely amazing. Like, what a ride the last 20 minutes. So. That's my. That's you my know what take. I would describe. I would describe this movie as saying this is, you know, when you go to Disneyland, they have a lot of those rides that like aren't super action packed, but they're very detailed. So it's like you've got the story, like Storybook Land, where you can go on um, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs ride, and it takes you through all these scenes, and you're you feel like you're there, and it's one long loop until you get to the end. And that's how I'd say this movie is like, is because you're strapped in. It's not super intense with lots of drops and lots of hills and lots of loops, but you're just there with them and you're riding along and it feels like you're right there with them. And after a while, I got used to like, I kind of tried to play this game of, okay, where's the cut? Where's the cut? And there are moments where you can think, okay, that's probably when they did it. That's probably when they did it. And you kind of catch on to it, and it becomes a fun little game that you can yeah. play throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, I agree. Now, my special review, I was shocked when I got this. You're kidding. This is from the brother himself, my dad. Yes. My dad's son, 1917. Good for him. He said, I would see it again. Admittedly, I won't start watching R-rated movies. <laughs> oh, you know. Unless they're... If, unless... There, oh, I think he did this with Siri. <laughs> it's because it says, unless there if the is caliber. So, 
okay, <laughs> but the cinematography, the historical significance, intentional and riveting music, and the intensity of the protagonist's purpose kept me on the edge of my seat the entire movie. My gosh. Wow. Now I, what a review. Now I know where you get it from. <laughs> that I would love to hear the bean, my sweet dad's dulcet tones on the pod one day. Jeez. Maybe one day. It, and I, I have to agree. I mean, the the score was awesome. And it, you're just, I I was so tense in this movie. You know me and how tense I get in, oh, yeah. <laughs> in movies, too. Yeah, But uh, Sam Mendes does a great job. Roger Deakins, who is like the king, the god of cinematography, also helped shoot this movie. And each frame just looks so good. It's got the same cool blue, gray, tan color palette throughout, and it's really awesome. Yeah. What, are you, what grade are you giving it? Let's hear it. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> I give it an A minus. I give it a sweet. There are certain aspects that they focused on that I felt didn't have a big significance in the end. Um, mainly, there's one point where one of the main characters cuts his hand on a barbed wire fence, uh-huh. and they spend so much time focusing on it, and there nothing comes from it. And I thought that's weird to to show have so much significance and show so much on this injury. It, it, it felt, and then he basically uses it the rest of the time. Like it's not even it hurt. Felt, I just thought that was a little yeah, weird. Yeah. I felt like they kind of set that up for that joke that they said. Oh, what joke? Oh, you don't remember the joke? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It was, yeah. <laughs> it felt like they set that up just for that joke. And, Oh, I remember yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. yeah, yeah. Like I, I want to say over the pod, but yeah, yeah. No, now it's all, it's all right. We'll we'll save it for our OnlyFans pod account. So <laughs> yeah. anyone else who wants it can subscribe to that. Also, another thing is, like you said, it's not very bloody, but I mean, like there there are dead bodies in this. Yeah, and it's pretty. It's some like pretty disturbing images. Yeah. Disturbing images is what I would call it. Yeah, and it's not, and I mean, I know people are, some people are anti-R, which is fine, you know, you do you, but I feel like war movies, it's free game. Like, you need to watch these war movies. You get a free pass. You need to watch these movies that are rated R, because they really depict how well and how horrific these war, like, how war was. Like, for example, Saving Private Ryan, Hacksaw Ridge, and Platoon, those three are great. I haven't seen Apocalypse Now, I know that's not like a, a war film, so to speak, but anyways... Those those movies are great. I still need to see Thirteen Hours. Here's, I saw Black Hawk Down a couple few years ago, but those three oh, that's a good those one. three are just so so good. Like I love them. And uh, nineteen seventeen, the way why I'm giving it such a high grade and it's marinated is just because it was a different. It was just different. You know what I mean? I yes. liked it more than that. Gives you huge points for me. And I, yeah. I liked it more than Dunkirk. Like I thought Dunkirk was great, and it just. It was different. It was different for me because I was expecting more character development, and it didn't really have a lot of that. And I thought this was better than Dunkirk. You know, my my take, my welcome. Yeah. But uh, I want to get into a couple spoilers, so let's do our spoiler stamp. Okay. Uh, so, All right, you count us down, yep, baby. Get into spoilers. So three, two, one. Hello, all you sweets. If you are looking to avoid spoilers for 1917, Kamiko and I talk about it for roughly several minutes. So please fast forward to about 40 minutes. Timestamp there, 40 minutes. And you will then tune in to hear our award show, The Sweeties. Enjoy. Sweet.
All right, Keeks, hold the horses. Don't say it just yet. I was just going to say, I'm not going to say <laughs> if anyone dies in this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brooks. Uh, no, so the soldier dies which from helping the enemy, which you never should do. Don't help the enemy in warfare because it's going to come back True. and bite you. And I liked... I like that he died because it showed the other soldier who was a little reluctant at the beginning of this journey. And then yeah. he's like, all right, I got to take this home. I got to deliver this message and I got to go um, talk to your brother and see if I can find Lieutenant Blake. And I, I like that Alicia, because I want to get to more to her, what she had to say. She said that, give me a second. It's and as you're as you're going, I'm just gonna say I like how when the soldier dies, you can see the color leave his face. Yes, and even pale. though it's one shot, you can see it's been strained and he's going pale and he's got his blood loss. Another cool oh. detail. And another thing too with my critiques is you know when that uh, essentially after he dies, a platoon shows up and they're like, "Hey, we're here." And after that point, when that soldier dies, I feel like there's a lot of convenience. So, you know, the soldier who's on his own, he's like, oh, my gosh, hey, you guys are here. You can take me, like, half of the yeah, way. Yeah, I thought and that then, was a little... Oh, my gosh. I thought that was a little serendipitous. It's like, oh, where did they come from? You know what I mean? Ooh, great word. Serendipitous. Love that. So, that that was kind of my other... That was really one of the other gripes. was like, they just showed up. Like, obviously, they were fighting that other uh, sol- soldier yeah, then- <laughs> in, the, in the plane, but they just, like, showed up, like, perfect timing right after he died. So, I would have liked to see him, like, trek on his own a little while and then discover them, but... That's just a very minor gripe for me. However, this is what Alicia had to say. She said, one other thought, I liked this hero story as well. The main character um, felt a lot like Sam from LOTR, Lord of the Rings, to me. Kind of the Ooh, underdog. Shouts out. But ends up being the real also hero. Also come on the pod. Loved that. So that was great. I agree. He became like the Samwise Gamgee. And like I said, the last 20 minutes, one of my favorite scenes is when he gets out of the river swimming past the dead bodies and he gets to the camp and they're about to go and ambush there's they're the second wave and that soldier's just singing i thought that was a nice way just to kind of set up you know this last this these last few minutes of this film and how he's going to deliver this message kind of reminded me a little bit of podrick in game of thrones when he started singing jenny of old stones high in the halls where the kings who are gone Jenny would dance with her ghosts. Unreal. Love it. Gosh dang. Did you just play a clip of that? Or is that oh, that you? was me. I love that song. Oh my gosh. We might have to trans... We might got... We've got some ideas brewing with that sweet voice of yours. I'm just saying. Just, just... ASMR, look out. <laughs> so... Um, I, I, yeah. I would also... Man, the, the scene where he's in like the abandoned town that's been bombarded too... Holy crap, the lighting in that yes. was just, I mean, you know, as much as I have my gripes about it, I cannot wait to see this movie again. This is going to go down as one of the best war f- movies of all time. I think comparing it to Dunkirk is hard because the the two technical aspects that they try to focus on are so different. Like the sound design behind Dunkirk is fantastic, but also the cinematography and the the direction and editing behind 1917 are second to none and probably the best one take movie possibly ever made. Yeah. So they're right there. I I almost put Dunkirk just a little bit more. Um, And I don't know why people are saying that the character, that the character development in this are bad. 
Every like character development doesn't have to be this huge metamorphosis that you see in a person. It can just be small character changes. And so I saw that perfectly fine with both of them. Yeah, especially I had no problem expe- with any of the characters, especially after his friend dies and he has to deliver the message to uh, Rob Stark, the young wolf. But when he yeah, great little Game of Thrones. I know um, I love reunion it. in this movie too. It makes me miss Game of Thrones. But I like when the Jeep gets stuck and you can just see how anxious and stressful he is he's like we got to get going the other soldiers are like all right let's take our time and he's yelling at him and you can just kind of see that change because he realizes how important this message really is because at the beginning of the movie he was like yeah let's just leave in the morning and then the uh yeah uh his soldier blake was like no we got to leave right now like i want to deliver this to my brother and you know obviously mm-hmm. the 1600 They're great men. foils of each other of each other so yeah 1917 Good one. Good one. Please go see it. And yeah. Uh, oh, quick. I think it's going to kill it at the yeah, Oscars, I, and I think it's also going to kill it at the box office. I think office it will too. too. And quick little movie morsel about that scene with the lighting there at the rundown town. They used, I think, roughly 10 to 20,000 light bulbs. I was watching a Roger Deakins interview oh just to reflect oh. that fire and whatnot. Just these high end. Uh, light bulbs and lighting just to make it look like a Wait, fire. Wait, so was that fire or that was light bulbs? Those were light bulbs. Those were light bulbs. Shut up. Yeah. Holy crap, Crazy. man. Dude, that's like, you just think about it. I mean, you think of people who are in the NBA who are professional basketball players and who are professional athletes, but you never take the time to realize how would that translate over to art? And Roger Deakins being like, yeah, to mimic this fire, we use light bulbs. Like, dude, who would think of that? That's crazy. Pretty, pretty nuts. Kind of depict the Man. flares and the light and the and the fires and all that. So 1917. I all right. That. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready for the Sweeties. The first annual Sweeties. Everyone, I, we hope, first off, we're going we're gonna to bring this music in. Bring the music in. Do you hear the music? Do you feel the music? TC, do you feel the music? Ah, I can feel it. I can hear it. I can feel it. (laughs) We can feel it. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you and welcome all to the first annual Sweeties Award. The only award show voted on by the Sweets, by you. We are so grateful for all of your responses. And uh, without any further ado, I don't have any jokes prepared. TC, do you have any jokes? Do you have any good Um, jokes? Warm up the crowd a bit. How much is a skunk worth? I don't know. One cent. Oh my! God. <laughs> Why did you sing it? Why did you sing that? I didn't, uh, did I sing it? I don't know if I really sang it. Yeah, I'm still kinda, in a, I'm Podrick, did. Podrick Scobby in some type of way right now. And do 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 do. Sound like a like a troll under a bridge, like trying to tell someone a riddle. Love, love good dance. <laughs> That's cool though. I did kind of like that. Okay. Um. Without any further ado, we've got our first award on hand. <clears throat> so, everyone, the first award category that we have is the That'll Be a Hit on Cable Award. Now, everyone, what do we what do we think? What do you think, TC? What do you think the Sweeties vote? What do you think the Sweets voted on for this award? Uh, I'm going to have to say just Hobbs and Shaw. Correct. The award for... That'll be a hit on cable. And just because he said it, these were not picked by us. These were picked by you guys. Hobbs and Shaw won the vote for a movie most likely to see on cable. It joins the ranks of Shawshank Redemption, Man on Fire, 
and all those classics that you'll catch on FX probably every day of the week for the rest of our lives. I wouldn't say these are bad movies that you catch on cable. No. And I think there are some cable movies that are just terrible, like Tremors. Uh, Ooh, those are guilt- that's a guilty, that's a guilty pleasure. pleasure. I know a lot of people movie. like tre- Tremors. Um, a lot of the, geez, like Mortal Kombat. Even Con. Oh gosh, even, yeah, even that's Con on there Air. A even lot. though Con Air is an absolute blast, Con Air is an A plus. Yeah. And oh geez, it's normally like Kinda like Star um, Wars. Like the prequels the- of Star Wars are always on cable. I feel like oh, like TNT will play. Um, any of your basic cable channels that will play a movie like on the weekend ends during the day. Those are like the bottom of the barrel, like the CW or ABC. Yeah. If you see any movie on the CW at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, just just skip it. Just go outside. Go for a run. Yeah, they play Don't the better it. ones at night, for sure. Very true. All right, dude. Um, what's the next one? We got most disappointing. Now, what do you think? This? What do you think? You know, this could come down to a few. My vote was for Glass. My vote was Shazam. I know other people feel indifferent about that, which is fine, which is fine. Who was it? Who was it? Who's the, what was most disappointing? Oh, let me see here. It is Lion King, mm. which I actually agree. Yeah, that one got quite a few votes and yeah, not great. It looked cool, but it's just a, a hollow shell of its uh, original self. Not good. We have some people that said Ad Astra. I could see that. Uh, yeah, I could see Ad Astra was a big one that I saw too. Yeah. Je- My biggest was Gemini Glass. Gemini Man. I even put. Oh, gosh. Uh, was anyone excited for that? If you put Gemini Man, were you excited for the Will Smith movie? <laughs> I mean, Will Smith hasn't had a good movie in like 15 years. No. Oh, but hey, hey, oh, easy well. on bad boys for life. I might get to that this weekend. I'm very excited. I actually, that, That's going to. We're going to review it on the That pod. might be for next Just Tuesday. Just We'll see. Yeah. Might have to be for $5 Tuesday because it looks like a blast. Okay. uh, Next one, we have biggest surprise. Keeks, you got it. This one, for biggest surprise, we were like, you know what? Maybe we should. Maybe we should pick one. Maybe we should have an idea of like, you know, what's like the consensus of the one that you guys have picked most. And honestly, there was a lot that you guys picked and a lot that had a few votes. So we're just going to list off of some of them so that you guys have more ideas of movies to check out. Um, Late Night being one. I didn't watch it because actually I heard that it wasn't great. No, I haven't heard maybe of this I will one. watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Shazam. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> that's, that's true. The Art of Self-Defense which I actually heard was really good with uh, Jesse Eisenberg in it. I also believe that's on Amazon Prime. Or no, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu. And Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Okay. I agree. Uncut Gems was, I don't know if I'd say a surprise because I expected it to be good. But for a lot of people, yeah, I think it was a big surprise. And I love that. So those are just a few of the biggest surprises that we got for you guys. Well, now, one of them... The next category is Best Trailer, voted on by the Sweets. This one surprised me, actually. This was a nice little underdog. Yeah, and this is the consensus. Just talked about it. 1917. Yep. I will agree. It it had a great trailer. It did. As soon as I saw it, I was hooked. I was like, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I thought I thought 1917 did a good job. Even though it, it could have been misleading with action, overall, I thought it was a great trailer. So, and one of my other favorite trailers. Yeah. Rambo, 
first blood. <laughs> no, last blood. <laughs> <laughs> that is another one of that'll be a hit on cable. Oh, I'm going to throw in as an honorary mention 100%. Rambo Last Blood because that definitely will be. Yeah, it was good. It was bad, but good. It was one of those just... <laughs> Just one of those films. Yeah. Oh, shit. So we have overall the consensus for best slash fave movie. You got it. Send us home. I love it. And I think this is a great choice, too. It it almost, my top three could have been interchangeable at any point, but you guys picked it. Your favorite slash the best movie you guys saw this last year was once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, congratulations. Come get your award. Will, yeah, tell your people, we'll get in contact with you. Um, we'll send you a handwritten letter. I know people love handwritten letters, and maybe you'll come around and come on the pod. Away we go. I remember <laughs> you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Here's play, another play us I out. Oh, okay. Yeah, play it out, play it out. Yeah, what is it? No, no, no what is it? Uh, this is a one I wanted to sneak in, this award. This is the one that that came out in 2019. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had talked about doing this one. Okay, yeah, what is it? I have a it? couple. Captain Marvel. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's right. Spider-Man Far From Home. Can you believe that came out? And Not I really, yeah, one okay. more. What is it? Hold on. What is it? Hold on. <laughs> I was like, wait, where where did you go? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll throw that in. Glass. That also came out. That was like at the very beginning of the year. So just kind of those movies that were like, whoa, that came out. It just yeah, because Avengers Endgame just totally swamped uh, Far From Home and Captain Marvel, in my opinion. It just especially captain marvel i yeah. feel like oh my gosh it unfortunately it, oh also i'll throw another one in men in black international oh my gosh that's right <laughs> that movie came to, to streaming about a month and a half after it was in you're theaters. kidding sheesh wow so right. there you go hey that's your first the- annual squeeze let's 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 chime in the music <sighs> oh yeah oh my gosh oh Thank you, thank you, crowd, everyone. Oh my goodness, what a what a response! Love that. Until next year for the sweeties, and don't y'all forget, next take we're going to be reviewing Just Mercy, weathering with you, Bad Boys for Life. Maybe we'll probably do that next week. No, we're going with just those first. I say we just do the first two. Yeah, and then we also have a surprise guest. We are very very excited. To get on our beloved producer, the one, the only, Jives. We are so excited. It's been a long time coming, but he's he's feeling it. He's feeling himself. We're going to get him on here. Weathering With You is a limited release anime directed by Makoto Shinkai, who directed um, Your Name, one of my favorites of this past decade. It's on Wednesday and Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. So if any of you guys can catch a showing, I've heard through the grapevine that some of you guys have bought tickets. Buy tickets. You'll love it. You will not regret it. Go watch Weathering With You. And then Just Mercy. It's already out. So you guys can go see it at any point that you want. One tidbit with uh, Weathering With You. If you are buying your tickets, make sure you look and it it doesn't say, does not say English dub. I about bought my tickets and it said English dub. 
and I pulled the hardest U-turn out of that ordering confirmation. What time are you, What day are you seeing it? Uh, Wednesday at eight. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay, that's when I'm Do seeing it. Do it Wednesday. Make sure it's in subtitles because I think it's so much better in subtitles. English dub is yep. awful in my opinion. And you know what? Let's let's say it how Bong Joon Ho when he accepted his his uh, Golden Globe last week, said, once you can get over the one-inch words at the bottom of your screen, you're going to discover so many amazing films. And it's so true. Subtitles, it's fine. You read a little bit. You don't even notice that they're there. Go watch Weathering With You. You will love it. I hope. Hey, we haven't seen a, it. But I assume we'll love it. I'm a it. subtitle guy. Even when I watch movies, I have to have subtitles on. I, I, I'm oh, just yeah. Used, I'm accustomed to it. Like, when I watch shows... Because I feel like I missed some important dialogue. So, so I'm a subtitles guy. And that is Take 66. And we will see all you sweets next week for Take 67 with Jives. We're talking Oscar nominations, our predictions, Just Mercy, and Weathering With You. That is on the slate. Let's go. Love it. Everyone, stay sweet. TC, take us out. Sweet. Sweet.